Good evening. Good evening. I was afraid we were going to have to open with UFC Moscow, but that doesn't seem to be the lead story right now anymore. No, it's not. No, it's not. Welcome to MMA and Stuff on HalfGuarded.com. My name is Matt Grady. That is Michael Coughlin. And uh, we've got late-breaking news. I bet we're one of the first uh, MMA podcasts to cover this late-breaking story. John Jones has received a 15-month suspension after going through arbitration in his USADA case. Uh, This could have potentially been a four-year suspension, but it has been knocked down to 15 months. And in theory, he could fight again as soon as October 28th. John Jones has completely learned the lessons of Trump. This man has figured it out. He is a genius. He will never, ever get his comeuppance. He is proof that, you, that there is no such thing as karma. There is no divine presence orchestrating things. Shit just happens, and big, strong guys that fuck your girl get to go out and then fuck your mom, and then you get AIDS from it somehow. Like, John Jones is incredible. It is something else. Um because I've got a few thoughts, and I'm sure you do as well. And we're, we're, There's a lot to unpack here, but we'll, we'll get into it. And a lot of this is new. I don't know how much you've read. I've read nothing. This. I just, I okay. literally, I had, uh, I was, I was, uh, I just did a, a half hour podcast with Peach Machine. Okay. Uh, and uh, before, as I was getting ready to do that, I just had uh, TV, uh, ESPN on in the background. And I saw this crawl and it said, that's how, like, I found out from ESPN, I was like, Oh, this is great. This is wonderful. I got so excited when I saw the news because, like, they are everything. Like, I don't know. This may be all in the up and up. This may be all legit. But, mm-hmm. oh, all the goodwill that over the years has always been, hey, this is not like boxing. This is not like boxing. Oh, yes, it is. It's just like boxing now. Jones, his legal team in USADA reps, met with arbitrator Richard H. McLaren last Saturday. Going into arbitration, USADA already determined there should be a reduction of two years and six months to a potential Jones suspension based on Jones's delivery of substantial assistance, the release stated. Jones was facing a four-year ban because this was his second UFC anti-doping policy violation. Substantial assistance is a really great euphemism for Giant bags with money signs on them. Well, if you dug a little deeper, um, the they idea... were wheelbarrowfuls of money. Ah, I gotcha. Um, so th- this is what what I, I I'm hearing, reading, seeing, thinking. Um, Jones' 15 months is based on a 30 month reduction for evidently turning in another fighter and or coach and or supplier to USADA along with a small three-month reduction based on the circumstances of his failed test in general. 
Um, <laughs> what circumstance? <laughs> he fucking ran someone out. Holy he basically shit. narked on somebody. Oh is, is what they're claiming. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how does that work though? Like, okay, maybe like there was like maybe it was truly instrumental in some big drug bust or whatever. But let's face it, that's not what happened here. He ran out somebody. But doesn't it usually go the other way? Like nobody's asking Donald Trump to rat out, uh, you know, Manafort or something like that. Like you get the small guy. So you, like you can't get a bigger name than John Jones unless he ratted out Conor McGregor or Ronda Rousey. I don't know what, what, what John Jones has to offer. Like Al Capone could be like, uh, what if I gave you Bugsy or something like that? Like, no, you're Al Capone. I want you. Yeah, this is the first time I've ever heard of this happening. But I, apparently, there's a, a section in the in the USADA, whatever rules or guidelines, whatever, ten point six point one, and turn states' evidence to reduce their yeah, suspension. It's a I very that. it's a very substantial reduction. Um, so it's pro- it might not just be a name; it might be who he's getting shit from, or I mean. My hunch is nothing will come of this, and it's kind of bullshit, and it sounds good. But um, imagine, like, if he busted, like, in, like all of ATT or something, or he leads to this crackdown on some drug ring, and it leads to, like, all these baseball players and shit going down. That's what I envision. I envision, like, Jones just blowing everything up so he could get another fight and make another $10 million because – He's a dick and doesn't care about anybody else except himself. Maybe he walked in there and he said, look, I got some evidence that's going to convince you guys I should be uh, freed, if you will. Eric Anders is headlining shows. <laughs> yes, that's, a, <laughs> they looked th- that's, what, that's what I think. I think nothing will come of this. I'm just thinking like best case scenario and funniest thing. Like the whole world's going to hate John Jones because all these baseball players and football players are going to get suspended because he just narks on everyone because he wants another payday. Um, I, uh, I, also... I did see, by the way, this explains why I saw an ad that Greg Jackson would be teaching a seminar in Iowa. So now it makes sense. <laughs> um, and it also mentions in the arbitration that John Jones was still using cocaine both before and after testing positive for Turinabal. Um, and he was checked into a month-long rehab as well. Wait, wait. So he, I'm trying to figure out. Is it, so he was doing coke before the most recent failure? Is that what they're saying? Yes, and after. And after. Huh. I mean, I that no. He was, on, he was on Joe Rogan's show, and he said he had put that behind him. So I, that doesn't, no. There might have been a gap in between, though. He didn't go on Joe, Joe Rogan's show immediately after he failed either. Oh, that's right, actually. Yeah. I'm sorry, I guess it's that. been a long time. <laughs> but he didn't fail for Coke. This is he did not. But oh, my gosh. Coke, he turned in his Coke dealer. Coke, but Coke isn't – that's an out-of-competition thing now. Like so it, he's just it, admitting to, to problems. Yes. Like as long as he doesn't have Coke in the system like Fight Week, I, I think you're clear. It's not you ever, an issue. You, you ever do so much cocaine that you also do steroids? I, I haven't. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Um, and, and look, I understand the concept of gateway drugs, but usually it's not like weed turns to pills, turns to Coke, turns to, to Dynaball or Turinaball. Like, that, like, usually you might go to, like, needles, but it's not Turinaball in there. And John Jones has probably done that, too. So, uh, essentially, the arbitrator is claiming they're reducing um, the suspension 
two and a half years because Jones narked on somebody. And then the other three months, which would knock it down to 15 months, was based on Jones's degree of fault, which took into account that he had passed multiple out-of-competition drug tests leading up to UFC 214 before failing the in-competition test, the one he knew was coming. Jones was tested eight times in 10 months around UFC 214 and failed just the one test. Jones argued that he did not knowingly take a banned substance and had no idea how a steroid metabolite got in his system. Jones submitted more than a dozen dietary supplements to USADA and none came back contaminated. McLaren is a highly regarded name in anti-doping and was on the independent panel commissioned by WADA to investigate allegations of state-sponsored doping in Russia. Okay, I was thinking about that too. This might explain UFC Moscow. Like maybe this is maybe there's just some they made some deal. They're like you're gonna get a UFC show, but you gotta give us Igor. And Igor is like Igor, you're gonna get him. You're gonna take one for the team. Don't worry, we'll get you out. Trump is president now. The independent arbitrator found that Jones was not intentionally cheating in this case. And while we thought 18 months was the appropriate sanction, given the other circumstances of the case, we respect the arbitrator's decision and believe that justice was served. USADA CEO Travis Tigert said in the state statement. This case is another strong reminder that athletes need to be extremely cautious about the products and supplements they use to ensure they are free of prohibited substances. Maybe I was just really stupid for most of like my life, and, and I just all of a sudden got really smart. But do they think everybody in the world is a moron? <laughs> like, what the hell? This is embarrassing. This is embarrassing for everyone involved. And it's really embarrassing for these these what the hell that one guy in Brazil got like four years because he because he like lied or, or something like that and, and John Jones getting 18 months because he lied like what the fuck this makes no sense this company is a joke this is an absolute joke the Fertitas are smarter than everyone um, it also as far as that substantial assistance goes um, it also says if Jones no longer cooperates, he runs the risk of getting time tacked on to his suspension for the UFC anti-doping policy. This is weird. Like stuff like that's weird to me because this is a private, like this, that's what you do if you're the state and you can force that. It's just, I don't know. Um, I don't like that. That's, that's creepy, but whatever. They're just, they're just making shit up. They're just making it up. Yeah, I can't imagine John Jones is going and meeting with USADA or UFC and giving them dirt on everybody in his camp. You know I, what could. I mean? Actually, I can. I can completely believe that. I can completely believe that he just goes to a new camp. It's John Jones, him ratting someone out is so perfect. He is the exact personality. Like, maybe of everybody in MMA, he's like the one guy you would most expect to absolutely turn in people. He is yeah. the definition of a bitch. <laughs> also, also, why not? The dude has never been punished for anything in his life ever. He has never people think Donald Trump has been gotten a slide through. At least Donald Trump had to go through bankruptcy once. John Jones just gets paid vacations essentially. Like, this is ridiculous. I I, I oh, Mark Hunt, bless him, is absolutely right about all this stuff. Like, this is fucking insane also also guys like tom lawler are fucking stupid as shit every single fighter who does not challenge these things is a moron they're going to roll over they roll over on all of it 
Well, I mean, here's the, I mean, here's the argument, right? It would be how much am I going to spend on attorneys and shit when I'm a mid-level fighter and I make 20 and 20 and maybe not get the decision I want. Maybe I'll go the Francisco Rivera route and tell them I ate tainted meat in Mexico and get banned for life because they think I'm lying to them. You don't no, know which I'll do way it for, it's going to go. Do, I'll, I'll do it for five good, grand. I'll do it for five grand. You'll do anything for five grand. Yeah, but guess what? I can, I honestly, I really should be doing this stuff. Who, who in the world is probably better qualified to argue this stuff? I know how these, I know how the law works. I know MMA. I know all the bullshit. Like if I was mm-hmm. that arbitrator, I would look at him. I'd be like, bitch, you're getting six years. I don't know. I can't do that. I don't care. It's because you uh, hit a woman with your car. Right. Like this is, I know how this happens too, because arbitrators are neutral. Right. But it's not just they're neutral. They're arbitrators. This is what they do for a living. All they do is arbitrate stuff. It's like in baseball. They don't understand things. Like whenever you see like arbitration contracts and stuff like that in baseball, they always were using these arcane numbers because they don't have, they didn't understand advanced analytics or anything like that. And they go with precedent. And so these people are all lawyers and lawyers are always looking like, I think lawyers are people that are prone to, Ooh, that's a clever argument. I kind of like that. And, uh, you know, they all know each other in this whole, like, Oh, he's a very respected person in this industry. Oh, fuck off. They all get respected and then they sell their respect. That's how the, that's what the game is. What do you think politicians do? Obama's out there cashing in on all his respect. He's got until everybody goes, eh, eh, you're like Bill Clinton now. And John Jones, you know, he, he, he took advantage of the, uh, of the loophole in the system. And uh, it's just hilarious. I mean, I'm, if I'm the UFC, if I'm Dana White, I would just look at this and be like, man, fuck it. He, no, you can't get less time for your second confirmed offense than you get for your first one. Or then, actually, he didn't. Then most people get for their. You're supposed to get two years for a first time offense, four for a second, and he's getting 18, 15, 15 months for what the hell? They're just, they're just pulling numbers out of their ass. You can't even find. The only reason it comes to 15 months is because you're looking to get him eligible for a certain date. Otherwise, you just make, oh, let's make it an even two years. Or why don't we just go until the January 1st or something? October 28th. This is amazing. Well, it, it's also. It's a pretty good loophole in there, in theory, because it's a great way out. Because who knows if Jones is going to reveal anything to you, Sada? They can claim he did, or didn't Chael Sonnen do something like that to get a reduced suspension at one point? I feel like Chael was going to help them. I remember during Chael's um, hearing for the Anderson Silva failure. Was it the yeah? It was the Anderson Silva failure, and that was the one where like. They actually said, we want you to like be on the commission and help us do this stuff. Yeah. But at least I think, I think he still got like the full fine, at least, or the full suspension. They didn't say, like, you know what? We're just going to reduce your sp- – eh, how about if we actually – how about if we pay you for your time lost? How about if we just do that? Like the UFC might as well just do that. They might as well just tell John, we're sorry that you've had to you know, go on vacation for a while. Aren't you ready? Here's some money. I got distracted, uh, by the way. I have Ultimate Fighter on for some reason. And this, yeah. there's this female fighter. And, I mean, I've seen some butch-looking, weird-looking women in my day. But this chick, she looks more manly than I do. Like, it's weird. So you're really attracted to her? Oh, I can't wait. 
Uh, it should also be noted that California was a state where Jones uh, popped oh, last time. So they kind of need to sign off on this. Which oh, I forgot like... about that. Didn't they already say they were gonna? Yeah. They actually, so... withdrew... they actually said, we're not going to punish him. We have so much faith in you, USADA. <laughs> Charlie Brown Foster, will never learn. Who is the executive officer for the California State Flag Commission, put out a statement today. He said, as announced by USADA today, an independent arbitrator determined that John Jones should receive a 15-month sanction for his second violation of the UFC anti-doping policy. Although the commission has not had the opportunity to review the decision at this time, the commission is agreeable in concept to the 15-month sanction time period. In order to have his license reinstated, Mr. Jones will be ordered to complete three months of community service, oh. pay the previously ordered $205,000 fine, and finish out the remainder of the 15-month sanction. So it looks like all things are a go. That was the one, one I guess, string still attached, but that, that's been taken away at this point. I probably shouldn't like announce this on a podcast because in theory this could be evidence used against me one day. But I don't think what I'm planning to do now is illegal. I'm going to check though. I'm going to fucking start a campaign to get Foster removed from the California Athletic Commission. <laughs> like honestly, like, he was supposed to be like the former fighter. He does the weight cut stuff. He's a guy that we can really believe in. Like he really cares about the fighters. He's going to be like the guy that maybe starts making little changes. Instead, he's just like, yeah, 15 months. Whew. That's a real good one there. Like, fuck this. Shit. All I should have to do is write a really good letter and send it to all. Like, what is it going to cost me? 50 bucks in postage or something like that? That's a big deal. I got, I got 50 bucks. I, I don't have much more than 50 bucks I can waste. But I got 50 bucks I can waste to entertain myself. Do... You should all I mean, be in jail. If, if you... If you ignore, like, jail. If you ignore what the rules are currently, if, like, you said it didn't exist, whatever... What do you think should have happened to John Jones at this point for a second failure? I, uh, Personally. Honestly, it's like, are, are you are you pro like PED testing in general? Do you think that should be tested for? Do you think it should be the Wild West? Let him do whatever. Like, I don't think we've ever really gotten into that. Like we always talk about working within the rules and the guidelines yeah. they currently have. But in general, what what do you think? Like, is this too draconian? Should they be watching you take a shower? Like how far how far do you go? Um oh boy that we could just spend an entire show on that. And given that we have UFC uh Eric Anders coming up or whatever. <laughs> I have plenty uh, of stuff to talk about. Good. I can always um, dig stuff up. No I I mean I don't look if the I don't really have an opinion on it. I know that sounds weird, but like I've kind of that is unusual for you. Well, but the truth is, like on a lot of things in life, I don't really care about what people are doing. I've always said I care why, not what. And mm-hmm. so, like I, I'm much more offended by just bla- what I see as obvious and blatant corruption on the part of every single person involved in this mm-hmm. than I am about whether John Jones gets to use steroids or not. Like, I accept that they're all on something for the most part. I know it's a game. I, I don't really, I guess I don't really, the problem is, like, I don't want it to get out of control. Like, I wouldn't, I, I guess I would actually, at the end of the day, if I was running a company, I would try to make it as clean as I could be. I would acknowledge that guys would fail, but I would just kind of be like hoping that we're just gonna not gonna, I don't, like, I don't want Mark Kerr looking motherfuckers walking around. I think mm-hmm. that's just like, 
the, the you get to, I don't know. There's like a tipping point. You get too much right. drugs in a guy's system, and all of a sudden it's like ah, uh, this HGH is just one thing. But that guy's on PCP. Like that's kind of weird. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, I I, I I have a tough time too with it because I, I don't know the science behind it. I don't really know what really can affect performance. Like forever, like weed was banned. You know what I mean? It's like, come on, like that's not really helping anything. Like in competition, I get it. But like outside of competition, recreational drugs and um, even some of these like supplement things, um, h- how much of a difference is it really making? And I, I don't know. I don't know the science behind it. Yeah, but... I, I don't think it, honestly, I don't think this stuff makes nearly as much as a, of a difference. But I think it is, though, I think it's kind of, if you're the kind of person that's willing to do all that stuff, mm. you're also doing all the other work. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, you know, people always think like, oh, my, I, I found the, the secret to dieting is to eat only this or eat only that. It's like, mm. no, every diet is just a calorie restriction, essentially. Like, yeah, there's, you know, people get their allergies. Some of us are allergic to bread, for example. But, you know, for the most part, like, just reducing your calories. So if you're the kind of guy that's very, here's a good word, fastidious, then you're going to, uh, you know, also be watching what you eat. Like, I always know, like, whenever I used to take supplements, and I just, you know, everyone wants to get some shit from GNC. Even if it's just, like, a protein shake, I'd be drinking this shit. It made me want to make the rest of my, I would actually work out more and I would eat healthier because I thought, well, I don't want to waste this. Right. Like when I was in college, like I did creatine for like three months. I was like, I ate really clean. I'm like, well, if this stuff is harmful, I want to make sure I get the most out of it. Mm. So, um, and also look, look at John Jones. His gifts in life have nothing to do with drugs. Like right. I'm sure that they help, but come on. Like well, if I do John Jones thing, drugs, don't, you, don't you think it has to help or these guys wouldn't be risking their careers and suspensions and all this money on it? Are they just idiots? Like you, well, even like in baseball, like A-Rod and Clemens and all these guys who Bonds who set all these records and Sosa, whoever. It's like clearly there's some benefit to it just based on numbers and power and you know, bodybuilders and weightlifters, and clearly they they get a benefit from it. The question is just how much, and how do you determine which supplements are okay and which aren't? Which, I, again, I don't have a firm grasp on that shit at all. Yeah, and like, I, think I think most people do. That's the thing that annoys me about a lot of this stuff is people are so steadfast in their opinions that oh, let them do whatever they want, or. They should have ultra strict testing and know where people are all the time and they should sign off on every meal they have and it should be a hundred percent clean. It's like, you don't know that. Like no, no layman really knows the the science and chemistry involved with this shit. That, that irritates me. And that's actually part of the problem is that these, like these arbitrators, while yes, they're lawyers, lawyers are basically just people who are trained to become experts in something for a very, very short period of time. And then mm. we all go back to being laymen. Like if I have a case involving steroids, I have to get really close to being an expert on steroids. I have to learn that law, figure out what the – but as soon as that's gone, like my brain will empty out stuff real quick. And I know that's a surprise. But like like, seriously, when when they cite things and their reasoning – some of their reasoning – forget whether they they, – the fact that they actually cited as evidence he gave us a whole bunch of supplements and nothing was in them. What the fuck? I'm sorry, the evidence is that he went to GNC and bought a bunch of stuff and said, I don't know, like, this is what I'm taking. And they're like, well, the stuff that he told us he was taking doesn't have anything in it. So how else would – he must be an innocent victim of this stuff. Or he's a fucking liar. I don't – like, 
this is mind-boggling that these people are this stupid. But maybe I'm stupid. Maybe the real key is I should have spent my 30s and my 20s, you know, working my ass off 12, 15 hours a day so I could be in this position where I'm 45 and I can just get a big fat check and be like, eh, let the Negro punch people. That's fine. Because <laughs> I'm sure that's what the decision was in private as they all smoked their big fat cigars. Uh... I think that's it. So, in theory, John Jones could be back for UFC 230. We still mysteriously don't have a main event for that show. I mean, oh Jesus, it could be Nate Nate versus uh, Poirier, but that seemed a little soft for um, MSG. Then the other night idea was Tyron Woodley versus uh, Kobe Covington, but I'm thinking John Jones and maybe Gustafson as the main event in MSG on. I think it's November 3rd, and he can be back on October 28th. So that timing seems pretty good. If I had the UFC, I would really be embarrassed to be that obvious about it. Uh, I don't know who he would fight. Because uh, like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. He'll get, oh, goody, we get another title. That's good. We get another, I don't know if he'll be an interim champion or what he'll be. This will be, I think, John's third interim championship, something like that, maybe second. <laughs> well, I think you would probably do Jones versus Gus. Then you could have Cormier Brock. Cormier beats Brock, and then run back Cormier Jones for a third time, and that'll be Cormier's last fight. If I'm see, I feel bad for Daniel Cormier and all of this. He's just had the biggest moment of his life recently, and yeah. it's gone. Like John Jones is back in the news and everything he does now, people are going to ask him about John Jones. Even you just now, you're like, and maybe he goes and fights John Jones again. Like if he goes and he fights Jones, he's going to probably lose and he's going to end his career in a loss. And if he doesn't fight him, which he probably shouldn't, people are going to look, he's afraid of John Jones. Like all of a sudden, John Cormier goes from being like the best fighter in the world of two weight classes to, eh, John Jones is back. He's not really like, Nobody really thinks that Cormier is the best at light heavyweight. And now he's heavyweight champion. Nobody thinks he's the best at heavyweight because John Jones is there. And we all know it. Nobody thinks that there's any doubt that John Jones is going to go in there and whoop the shit out of Daniel Cormier right. or, or, or Brock Lesnar or anybody he wants to, basically. Yeah. They should I mean, fight, he should fight Stipe on the undercard of the Brock and uh, Cormier show. That's what he should be all right. Um, Ooh, I, I can like just that. see if Cormier... I mean, you would presume Cormier is going to beat the shit out of Brock. And if he beats Brock, he'll look like he, he could hang with Jones again. And he's just coming off a win over Stipe, a win over Brock. Um, they could fight at heavyweight. They could claim he's got more power at heavyweight. I could see it being um, – people have short mm-hmm. memories, you know. Oh, yeah. He knocks out Brock, and Brock's, like, flopping around the cage like a fucking idiot. Um, oh, no. It'll but, be a big but, fight. It just yeah. I don't know if, if Cormier would want to do that. Like he, say, a... he says he wants it. He says he wants to fight Jones again. Charlie Brown will never learn. <laughs> um, let's uh, move By along way, here. I like the idea of John Jones at heavyweight. Imagine what this freak is going to be like. And he's not cutting any weight. Yeah. Holy jeez, man. Also, I, want him just, I don't want to f- see him fight Cormier. I just want to fight Brock. I just want to see. I just want to see Brock do things. I want to see Brock you... throw th- ragdoll his little chicken legs. <laughs> Will John Jones fuck up again? Yes. <laughs> the only question is, does he fuck up in his next fight or the fight after that? He ain't making more than two fights before he screws up again. 
such a shame. He hasn't missed so bad. When was the last time John Jones didn't fuck up before a fight? Uh, OSP. I thought there was something. No, he fucked. Oh, sorry. Okay, fuck up before or after a fight. Because didn't he fuck up after the OSP fight? I'd have to look. I, I've lost track of the timeline. I had that one article going there. Like yeah. when the site first started. Um, I should just up, keep updating that thing. I mean, look, um, at the, look at John Jones. Good gosh, man. I mean. <sighs> a lot of car crashes. Hiding yeah. under the ring you to know, avoid a test. Think about There's that. so many he, things he with him. He hid under the ring to avoid a test, and now he's turning state's evidence. I remember you, you, you're asking, like, what would I do to him? Like, honest to goodness, if I could, like, wave a wand, I think he'd, I'd, I don't know, I don't know, it's the five years. Like, honestly, like, if you believe that people have to get suspended for a, a harsh sentence for progressively, and I think you do, like, he is a genuine recidivist. This is not an isolated thing. It's not an isolated PED failure. It's not an isolated drug failure. It's not an isolated dodging of things. The man has not shown any willingness to – and the truth is part of the punishment is to encourage you not to do it again. He hasn't been encouraged yet. So I think he gets a nice little timeout, or I just give him nothing and be like, eh, let's see what's happened. Give me my money. A guy who I'm sure was upset about this Jones decision is Mark Hunt. He fought on Saturday, I guess technically afternoon. It was UFC fight night, Hunt versus Olenek. This was number 136. The debut show in Russia. The first time UFC has ever been to Russia. Uh, the show was in Moscow. Attendance, I think, was fifth highest in company history. Holy shit. Uh, 22,603 people with a total gate of $1.84 million. Uh, in the main event, Oleksii Olenek submitted Mark Hunt with a rear naked choke at 4:26 of the first round. So disappointing. What do you also, want, the Ezekiel? Yes, yeah, that's what's really. Also, I, I just, I just now for the first time saw the fight, the finish there. Like, I yes. see dropped Hunt with a punch, hit him on the top of the head, and like yeah. even the choke he did, it wasn't even like a normal choke. Right, he wasn't like he didn't have the back. He was kind of on his side. So it was almost in Ezekiel. This man is just good at squeezing heads. It's awesome. He must have quite the uh, grip, huh? Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know he like rips phone books in half and stuff. <laughs> this is Alexio Linux's forty-fifth uh, win by submission. He's one of those dudes, and you shake his hand, you're just like you're a fighter. Like everyone of his for years, like no matter what, you don't have to ask because you shake his hand, you go. Something different about this guy. 45, some, I mean, he, and they're all just squeezing heads. <laughs> he is actually six and two in the UFC now. I mean, at heavyweight against, you know, mid-level heavyweights, but still, um, he's on a, on a bit of a run. Um, granted, Mark Hunt, you know what's funny about Mark Hunt? He sucks. Yeah, that's part of it. But it's like, he's... He's never been good on the ground, and people just kind of forgot about that. Like, he got subbed by Big Sexy McCorkle. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's never been good on the ground, and guys just got away from it, and then he would stand and bang with guys and get knockout wins because he hit so fucking hard. But if people take him down, like, Brock beat the shit out of him. You know? Like, no problem. Just took him down beat the shit out of him. Um, and I, I don't know why more guys don't do that when they fight Mark Hunt, but whatever. Well, because uh, they are just as smart as he is, and <laughs> he's not that smart. 
In the co-main, Jan Blakovic defeated Nikita Krylov by uh, arm triangle choke at 241 in the second. Okay. That, 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 I mean, that wouldn't even be a fair trivia question one day. Man. What was the, the co-main event in the first show in Russia? And if they, you gave the answer, people would be like, fuck you. Like, that's one of those things, like, you only know it because you go out of your way to know it. Pukovic has won four in a row at light heavyweight, and if uh, John Jones wasn't around, would probably be knocking on the door for a title shot at light heavyweight. So he's going to get um, a title shot then because John Jones ain't lasting. <laughs> he also had Shamil Abdurakimov defeating Andre Arlovsky by unanimous decision. Boring fight, and the opener on the main card was Alexei Kunchenko defeating Tiago Alves. By unanimous decision, kind of a sad fight for Alves, uh, losing to a guy without a Wikipedia page. At least he didn't get his head squeezed. Uh, on the undercard, uh, probably the biggest story from the undercard was C.B. Dalloway getting the shit kicked out of him at the end of the second round. Um, like, it should have been stopped. I don't know what, um, what's his name, Herb Dean was doing. Like, Dalloway was just flat out on his stomach, taking punches to the head. He had his hands kind of blocking some of them, but he was not intelligently defending himself. Like, this is brutal, probably 20 too many strikes. The round ends, and Herb Dean's, like, yelling at him, essentially. He's like, if you don't get up and go to your corner, I'm ending the fight. And Dalloway didn't get up, and Herb <laughs> Dean ended the fight. Like, like he's a pro wrestling referee counting them out. Like Essentially. He's be, like, he's doing the old 10, like, the standing 10 count. Like, get up. Get up, man. Do you want to continue? Do you want to continue? Like, I like Herb Dean usually, but this was not his best uh, best night by any chance. Uh, one guy on the undercard who looked pretty good was Peter Jan, worth looking out for. He could be something someday at uh, 135. And no, nothing else is really catching. No, he, he looked pretty good. He won't Tell be anything, me. though. Okay. Mark my words. Uh, how do you actually mark someone's words? I think it's uh, it's a weird saying. I, I wonder if it's like a court reporter transcript thing. <laughs> Maybe. Like I remember the first time I actually said like for the record, but I was like using it correctly. Like I was in court, like saying for the record. I went, oh shit! I, it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, I actually really want this on the record. Like I was going out of my way to ensure that it was being recorded because it was important. Do I hear a cricket? Yes. Nice. Yeah, it's been a year or two since we had one of those down here. I like crickets. Yeah. I like cicadas more, though. Um, so, yeah, th- that's basically it for UFC Moscow, the big debut in Russia after all these years. What a disappointment, letdown. I don't know. It looks like uh, they, maybe they needed Vadim's help after all. Finkelstein. Um, there was also a big boxing match this weekend. Uh, we had Canelo Alvarez versus Triple G number two. Uh, Canelo won by decision. A lot of people thought uh, Triple G should have won. I only saw highlights of this fight. I'm presuming you did not see much of it. I saw the last five rounds. And what did you take away from it? That uh, Twitter still not fixed the scam. You can just search for a fight and go to the live broadcast, and there it is. Like it's really cool how easy this is. Um, uh, it was a really good fight. Like they were really throwing, so I was like, it was enjoyable. I have no idea 
who won the day. And obviously, I didn't watch the whole thing. What I saw was fine. I wasn't scoring it. It's boxing. Unfortunately, what are they going to do? Like, tell, say, oh, boxing, boy, you sure are corrupt. It's like, come on, people. We've seen the Barbie raise for corrupt lately. Well, the thing with boxing that's always weird is there's 12 rounds. And if nine of them are close, it's like, yeah. who the hell knows what's going to happen? Like, in MMA, it, it's easier, I think, because most fights are only three rounds. And it's like, okay, two of them are close. This was clearly for this guy. So one guy can win 29-28. I'm not going to get that pissed off. But when you see, like, 116 to 112, you're like, what the hell? He won that? It's like, well, yeah, eight of the rounds were really close. They could have been a bigger swing in the other direction. So, um Boxing's weird like that. And people say it's corrupt. I know Teddy Atlas was going off about that. <laughs> he was incredible. The thing is... Did you see him and, him and uh, Stephen A. Smith, like, shadow boxing? No, but... They were, like, like on the air. And, like, and, like, Teddy Atlas is, like, boxing. He's going, he was using his jab, damn it, like this. And he backs up. He's just throwing the jab. He goes, I jab you and I punch you in the face. I'm winning the fight. It's like, what? What's happening here? Well, I, I know... Golovkin like outstruck Alvarez like significantly like it was a significant amount but again if most of that's between a few rounds or Canelo's landing heavier shots it's subjective man there's no the fight isn't based on significant strikes who lands the most significant strikes in 12 rounds that's not how fights are scored maybe they should be but they're not so significant strikes sound important but they might not be if triple g outstruck him 30 to 1 in one round let's say and wins that round and then it's close the rest of the way like people just don't understand how scoring works yeah i i, I kind of I, all of a sudden i've just had a thought and i think it's a good one is that i'll, I'll, I'll let you know yeah that'll be a first is that uh we should make all fights should go until there's a finish <laughs> <laughs> sounds healthy well, here's the thing. Here's my reasoning. It's a fight. It's already unhealthy. Sure. None of these guys are doing well anyways. Right. So we, they should just fight f- fewer fights in general, maybe only once a year. But it should go until somebody loses. Get rid of all this stuff. Like Otherwise, we're just pretending. It's almost kind of worse that we lie to ourselves and pretend like we're watching a sport. We're not. It's a fight just let people fight. How do you know yeah. when a fight's over? Because one guy gets beat up. A fight never ends with both guys standing there going, I don't know who's better. No, if, if you don't know who's better, you just keep fighting. Otherwise, you get to like a North Korea, South Korea, 50, 60-year standoff, and next thing, and then Donald Trump's making the decision. That's what judging is. You're letting the crazy guy make a decision for you. When in reality, you should have just gone in there and kicked some ass like we did in World War II. There's potential they could do a third one because this one was somewhat controversial, I guess. Um, so we'll see. First one, I think, did 1.3 million buys. I don't know if there was more anticipation for the rematch or, or what. The first one was a draw. So, um, Oh, they well, got to do a rematch. What else are these assholes going to do? I'm not sure. Oh, I know Floyd's coming back. Speaking of assholes, yeah, there's uh, Floyd – and maybe Pacquiao were at some like rave or something somewhere in Japan it looked like and Mayweather essentially just said off the cuff oh yeah we're gonna fight again this year and I, I don't know if there's really any fire to that smoke or if he was just trying to get publicity like he does when he was pretending he was training for MMA uh just to keep his name in the press but 
more and more I'm hearing more and more about it and they, we could get Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather 2 uh by December like this year. Uh that's weird. I mean, we just cut taxes. I don't know what Floyd's problem is there. Uh I I would suspect that uh he will not be fighting uh, Manny again. I don't think he'll fight again. I think this is I bet stuff like this happened for a long long time. But we've just started hearing about it now. Because remember, remember when back in the day when you like hear stories about how celebrities wouldn't do commercials in America, but they were over in Japan selling, you know, panties or some like vending machine underwear or some shit like that. And like yes. maybe like Floyd forgot that people can record this stuff and put it everywhere. And he's figured it's Japan. I can say what the fuck I want. Like nobody's going to give a shit. I told the Japanese people like, yeah, hey, I'm going to fight Manny. <laughs> and then uh, next thing in, because, oh, my gosh, the idea of that fight again. It's a fight that is like, yeah, I know it was so much money and it probably would make money again, but that is that fight's synonymous with like boxing fucking you over. Like all I've heard for years is people say, Boy, what a shame that these two assholes didn't fight earlier when it would have been something good. Like that's the legacy that they left behind is they killed boxing. People won't buy it. It'll do two million buys. Yeah, I guess. Like, I, I don't see it doing less than half what it did the first time. They could play up that Manny's shoulder was fucked up. He was hurt. You know what I mean? Like you, you can spin that. They should just say, they should just sell it as, what the fuck else you got to do this weekend? <laughs> that would be a play. Um, and in other asshole news, um, it looks like this Thursday we're going to have the Conor McGregor and uh, Khabib presser tomorrow um it was supposed to be closed to the public but connor's saying it's going to be open to the public and is encouraging people to come down but no it's open to the public but your ticket oh no it's open to the public you got to see his people outside and if you bring a bottle of his conor mcgregor whiskey or whatever he's selling mm-hmm. his people will get you ahead of the, the queue i don't think this is a real offer he wrote on Twitter, the press conference will be open to the public. The ticket for entry is a bottle of proper whiskey, which is his whiskey. Two bottles and you skip the queue to the top. My soldiers will be outside making sure this rule is strictly adhered to. Radio City Hall, UFC 229 press conference. Can you imagine a bunch of Irishmen trying to get into Radio City Music Hall with two bottles of whiskey on them? How does that even work? If you pitched this in a movie meeting, they would call you a hack and a racist or a bigot. <laughs> like, my gosh, like, what, what have we done now? The Irish are showing up and they want to pay with whiskey. Like, what the fuck? Were they out of potatoes? So they started paying with whiskey. Like, this is how gangs in New York was, wasn't it? Like, you got to, like, show up with your whiskey. And, and also, like, okay, who are you giving the whiskey to? That's your admission? Do you have to give it to Connor? Is he is he giving people admission to his own press conference if they give him his own whiskey? That's a weird one. It's actually good branding on McGregor's part. I'll be I'll be That's honest. Nice. He got his attention for it, you know. No, but I just mean in general, him selling Irish whiskey is oh what yeah. He probably if he's going to sell anything, like that makes sense. He's been drinking whiskey at pressers for years. He's from Ireland. It's like, it's perfect. It's got his uh, dumbass tattoo on the label. Is it, it expensive? 
Uh, it can't be. No, I, I think it's like thirty bucks a bottle. It's, and here's the thing: if I was, I'd buy it because I don't know shit about whiskey. Like I don't, I don't drink whiskey at all. Yes. So if I had to buy whiskey, I'd be like, yeah, why not Conor McGregor's? Like I bought a bottle of Walking Dead wine once just because I'm like I had Walking Dead on the thing. I'm like, yeah, it's just I'm looking to cure my uh, self hatred. So mm, that that's not going to help. Um, no, it, it didn't help at all, people. For all you children listening, I guarantee you, you can't drink away your problems. Trust me, it does, it's not good. I'm really happy I don't do that anymore. Uh, yeah. So that that'll that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Right now, that tweet has uh, ten thousand likes. Uh, I, I know not all those people are going to show up there with but all I mean, those ima- whiskey, Imagine but though, like, well, this isn't a thing. Connor can't just make this thing public. I maybe actually maybe he can, but say they don't let people come in. What if there's 500 people standing outside on the streets of New York holding two bottles of whiskey on a really hot s- September day on a Friday or Thursday? Oh, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Yeah, because initially it was supposed to be closed. I think we talked about that last week, and then Connor yeah. the day before says, "Bring some whiskey, I'll let you in." Oh, it's not going to be. It's not going to be pretty. Uh, thing, I don't know. I, I hope they do let people in though, because that's the only way it's going to be fun. I think they'll be entertaining either way. Connor's very good at this. UFC put out a uh, video with some of his highlights from the press conferences. I kind of forgot about some of it. And like, there's so much, like so many like legendary lines from like every single one, whether it's red panty night or who the fuck is that guy or making balloon animals with his right hand and gang signs <laughs> with his left. Like I, I predict I these things. Yeah. I mean, that was in the cage, but he's really, really good at this. So hopefully he's not too coked up and out of his mind to, keep it together for a couple more years here because um he's the best ever at this shit he might be he, he might just be the best um trash shit t- whatever you want to call it like of uh, real people ever total like, package yeah yeah you I, take I, the fighting and and the shit talking there's that's why it's the biggest draw like it's actually pretty fucking simple this stuff like he's a really good fighter and he's really good at talking people want to see that it's, it's not simple. That it's not. It's simple. It's just not easy. Absolutely. And, and that's like we've only really. I mean, it happened before Muhammad Ali, but other than that, like this is a rare combination of skills. Like, yeah, like the eighties, you had like Sugar Ray Leonard, some of these guys. But honestly, I always felt like a lot of that was people telling you that these guys were great, but and like, and I'm not saying that they're not great or anything, but it never felt organic. Whereas with Connor. It just like this was not the UFC's doing. Like he he did this. Mm. This is sheer force of will. Yeah, I actually watched his uh, documentary the other night, and it's just like, like when he was coming up, like he they, they show him like walking into this big hotel room, and he's like, "Holy shit!" He's like, "I'm never going back to those old old rooms or whatever." And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you really aren't. Like before, like the Mendez fight and stuff, where they were really starting to get behind him, and it started to catch fire. It was just sit, watching some of that stuff back, and now it's like he's sitting on, you know, probably a quarter of a million dollars if he's smart. Um, in in Saturn, there was another guy who was awesome. Actually, passed away, I, I think, yesterday. Uh, Kid Yamamoto. We we had talked a couple weeks ago about him, and he made an announcement that he had cancer, but clearly it was pretty serious because that was like I think only like three weeks ago, maybe he. Um, 
I, I guess the cancer overcame him and he passed away yesterday, I think. Jeez, 41 I mean, years old. Wow, that's I'm getting I'm getting old now where I say things like that's young. But yes. uh, that's a shame. I mean, I guess the part of the reason we probably never heard about it is I think that uh well, look, Japanese people are very private anyways and cancer's a bitch. Yes. So sorry for that, uh, kid. Uh, I don't. Uh, I hope you you didn't suffer. Yeah, I, 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 it never even really came out like what kind or or what the what the real story was. But I mean, he was unbelievable as a fighter. Had a lot of charisma. I, I think he started off like seventeen and one. But we talked a little bit about yeah. it a, a couple of weeks ago. But. Um, kind of interesting like he never fought in pride he was in heroes and did some kickboxing and, and different stuff and was a huge star you know th- those new year's eve shows like 30 million viewers that sort of shit like huge star in japan um and managed to do it without being in pride and then he came over to the ufc he was older blew out his knee and was never the same guy again um and i think that's how most u.s fans know of him anyway just based on the, the lousy ufc run but um when he was in his prime in Japan, he was like one of the, the greatest fighters in the world and one of the biggest stars in MMA. Yeah, like I, I can't speak for uh, you know his, his mic skills and trash talking. And I don't really, you know, charisma is so weird where I, I saw him as charismatic, but I don't yeah. think I really appreciated how charismatic he was because I'm not Japanese. And that's a kind of a cultural deal. But, uh, you know, he, he was very similar to Connor in that. You know, his early success, he was like an underground cult figure from what he did in Shuto for years. And people were just like, this dude's amazing. But, you know, there was no small fighters anywhere. Not, definitely not in Japan, right. not even in the UFC, really. So he's just kind of like this guy. And everybody's like, you know, it's a damn shame. He, he's, he's, he's a god, but we're never going to see him. And then he just blew up. And all of a sudden, he's just like, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. He's a megastar. And there he's fighting Masato. And kind of, very, again, kind of like Connor. He crossed over to other to similar disciplines and did way better than people thought he should have. Now he's dead. So that's a lesson to be learned there, Connor. You might die. <laughs> Probably. This actually says stomach cancer. Oh, which sounds like a real sounds, bitch. Ooh, that sounds painful. Um, oh, jeez. On August 26th, Yamamoto I would have guessed wrote, Blaine. wrote on his Instagram that he'd been diagnosed with cancer. On September 18th, 2018, Ooh. Yamamoto died from stomach cancer. The type of cancer was revealed by Ryzen founder uh, Nobuyuki Sakakabara with permission from Yamamoto's father. In the same interviewer interview, Sakakabara revealed that the cancer was diagnosed as early as 2016, but Yamamoto hid it from the public. In the beginning of 2018, Yamamoto's condition worsened to a point of where his father flew him to Guam to receive treatment for his terminal cancer. Man, America is so awesome that even like our territories have better medicine than they do everywhere else. Uh, so I guess this isn't really sudden at all. It was a you know multiple year process. He was just being private with it and. Yeah. Good for him. I honestly like. I respect the hell out of that. The older I get, and I know this is weird coming from me, but more I'm like, I get it. I get not telling people your shit. It's like you give so much of your your life to the public, and yeah, you make a lot of money and you're famous, but maybe you want to die in private. 
Yeah, I mean, 2016, if he knew he had it then, I mean, he was probably fighting with cancer. His last fight was 2015. Um, Jeez. You know, a year later. Because that can take a while to show up in tests, obviously. But I mean, fucking just yet again, another another terrible reminder of the, the real toll and the long-term effects. Oh, God, yeah. Of Hiroshima and Nagasaki. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck a... you guys. Hey, try Pearl Harbor again, bitch. Try it again. I didn't know where you were going with that. Um, you went with a 70-year-old joke. Uh, let's see. In uh, living people news, um, what do we got here? I kind of skipped around. John Jones is ruining everything. Oh, potential big fight at WrestleMania 35 could happen. Ronda Rousey versus Chris Cyborg is rumored for that show. I hope it happens. I'm rooting for Cyborg to make a lot of money doing something weird. <laughs> she, I'm sure she Unfortunately, has. And, and, and I, I know it's, it's an association in my head. And it's probably due to the drugs and everything, but she really does have a, a China vibe to her. You know, like her face and the way she sounds and talks and carries herself. It's kind of like this, I'm just the big, strong woman who just wants people to think I'm pretty. And meanwhile, she's just cashing in on her brute looks and everything. Yeah, I, I don't see a lot of um, legit sites covering this at all. But um, yeah, who, I who's covered it? What's that? Who broke it? Nobody really. It's like Sports Joe, WrestleTalk.com, all these weird oh. sites. But um, she was on Helwani's show and, and said she would like to do it. Um, sure, she would. Yeah. I, I, I would wrestle Ronda at WrestleMania. Yeah, I would. Speaking of fun fights coming up, Johnny Hendricks is set to return in a bare knuckle fight against Brennan Ward. That's amazing. Isn't that I, sad? Like, it's that so me sad. Like, it's really sad seeing this stuff happen in MMA. Just like, so I, quick to Hendrix, too. It was like, it was only a few years ago he like beat the shit out of GSP. You know, that was five years ago. I, and now he's doing bare-knuckle boxing in Casper, Wyoming in November. Ugh. He's 35. First of all, no one should be in Wyoming in November. Right. You should definitely should never have bare knuckles in November in Wyoming. That seems just the frostbite alone is be dangerous. <laughs> and uh, I think it's inside. It's in the Casper Event Center. I'm assuming that's would... got heat. Um, you make assumptions at your own peril, there, pal. And... He's also debuting at 185 pounds, so that's good. That Sounds nice. like fun. The UFC it. I know, and he looked fat and slow and terrible. Oh, 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 you're saying he's making his bare-knuckle boxing debut at yes. that weight. I thought you were saying, like, this is his first fight no, at 185. No, like, I no, remember no. him getting beat up by Boroshinia. That was good. He had some of those, yeah, those sad fights. I was there for that fight, actually. That was that was good fun. That was the MSG, 207. Uh, not 207. Maybe it was 204. 205 or 207. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, I I, I, I kind of didn't see this coming for a lot of these guys just because they had to graduate from college. And that alone usually heads off. Like, I guess the NFL has a 
a much lower rate of guys being destitute as compared to the NBA. And the reason is because a lot of these guys have to go to three years of college at least. And so I think that like that alone keeps people from blowing all their money. But come on, Johnny. How does this – maybe he just was too arrogant and he really did think, put all that money in that fucking restaurant, dude. This is it. Maybe he just got taken over by that restaurant. You know how that shit goes. Maybe his ego got involved. He kept eating everything. It closed pretty quick. Like, it didn't last very long. Um, I mean, I, I'm guessing he made big money off, you know, the GSP, Robbie Lawler fights, those main events. He made good money. And then that dried up when you're getting knocked by Tim Bosch. You know what I mean? And, and the money wasn't the same, and he probably didn't control his spending, and he's fucked. Because you wouldn't just do this for fun. Like, this screams to me of somebody <laughs> who needs a payout and owes somebody some money and is hurt. Or something. I don't know. We, we talked about, I think, last week about the, the shockingly decent names that are being drawn to this shit. Mm. Like, we're seeing, we're seeing a lot more people do this stuff than I would have expected. And it sets, it sets, it set the bare knuckle stuff aside. These two bare knuckle promotions, they're attracting f- fighters of a caliber that I wouldn't have expected them to get. Yeah. You know, like if he's in PFL with Kayla Harrison, I would, I'd get it. But bare knuckle boxing in Wyoming, that either says that you owe some really, really scary people money or some really, really scary people want to give you money. What do you think they're paying Hendricks? I don't know. Like, it seems like the kind of thing somebody's like, here's 200 grand. You're like, yeah, I'll do it for 200 grand. But yeah. I bet he's probably going to get like 40 if he's lucky. I bet it's some really sad payout. Like, you could probably look at their past shows and get a decent idea of where they're at pay wise. Yeah. It's just crazy. He beat Carlos Condit, Josh Koscheck, John Fitch, Martin Campen, Campman, Robbie Lawler. It's like he was the best welterweight in the world there for a minute. And. It's just amazing. That's a rapid Paulo Filo like decline. Now he's fighting in a in, in a city that most children see it on a map and think it's a ghost. I hope he shows up with like a tattoo on his face. Oh yeah, he's got to do something weird like that. He's gonna, you know, he's you know he's gonna miss weight. There's no way he makes it. No way. Zero chance. And he's just gonna be like, I think you know, two five with my frames because it's kind of where I see myself. I feel stronger. Yeah. Oh, you know he's gonna give this. I feel stronger talk, and then eventually we're gonna see some. It's gonna be because uh, I, I still expect one day, and it'll happen in Japan first, them to do MMA with weapons. I really think that somebody's gonna do it. With, like, <laughs> I think it's gonna be sticks or something like that, like a like a wooden staff or something like that. In and then Russia, they do like night fights. Oh yeah, like, they do. They yeah, wear yeah. armor and shit. Yeah. Be, we're gonna do something like that here, and it's, eventually it's gonna be like I don't know. In what's a weird state that nobody goes to for anything? Uh, Idaho, um, yeah, Idaho or something somewhere. There's white racists and, and all that, and it's gonna be uh, Johnny Hendricks versus uh, Anthony Johnson with weapons. Anthony Johnson's looking large. Yeah. And Swole. Johnny Hendricks Johnny Hendricks sees that as a challenge. <laughs> uh, another weird story I, I came across this week. Uh, Henry Cejudo loses UFC title belt during flight and route to Moscow. Is this like one of those? Uh, continue with the story. I, I, I have an idea. I, I, there's a story like this. Actually, you probably know it very well about Robert Kraft and his ring. Yeah, he did he give it to Putin or Putin liked it and just took it or something? It was something like Putin wanted to see it and then he just 
took it. And they and I think it was Robert Kraft who's just kind of like, I don't know what to do. And like that's real power because guys like Kraft generally go through life doing anything they want, right. and Putin just literally stole jewelry off of his hand and he wouldn't do anything. Holy shit! The erections that Vladimir Putin must sport are incredible. Uh, or I don't know. Sometimes it's the opposite issue with guys like that. No, the the rush of power you would get from that to walk up to know. a he walked up to a billionaire and stole his jewelry right off his hand. Holy shit, man! I mean, you have got to have big swing and brass. Like that's of all the things you can say about Trump, he's got the personality type that if if Putin tried that with him, Trump would punch him. <laughs> There's no way Donald Trump would ever let that happen. Ever. I bet that's why Trump shakes hands so weird. He learned that other billionaires try to steal your, your fancy rings, so he's always pulling them into him at the last second. <laughs> that handshake is one of his best moves. Kind of forgot about that. And it's uh, so weird, like, you know that he can't, like, help it, or he, or I should say this, that he doesn't want to stop it, and he likes doing it that way. It's so awkward, and he... Oh, Mark Cuban's giving $10 million to women's organizations. That's not a lot of money for him. Oh, it's because the NBA uh, ended an investigation into the Mavericks organization. and People in his staff are like probably abusing women. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw something about that. That sounds familiar. Um, anyway, uh, so UFC flyweight champ Henry Cejudo uh, did not have a good experience during his flight to Moscow over the weekend. Shocker. After being tapped as a guest fighter to attend <laughs> UFC fight night... Um, the newly crowned 125-pound title holder lost his luggage. Uh, the UFC did take Cejudo on a shopping spree to replace his lost clothes, but unfortunately for him, his title belt was among those that never came back. Unfortunately, my belt is in my luggage, so now on top of my gold medal, now it's not, now it's my belt. I don't know what it is about gold, but I can't keep it. Cejudo lost his Olympic gold medal during a California wildfire he escaped from last October. Um, so I can't believe he actually brings the belt with him. He has to. It's like pro wrestling where you got to carry the belt with you. They don't just have a prop that he puts on. Like, he, is he Tim Sylvia? This shit. I guess so. I mean, I guess I would too. But still, I'm an idiot. He did get the belt back. Um, they found oh, his luggage oh. and he got it back. But for a couple of days, oh, it was yeah. MIA in Russia. Hey, say say what you will about Putin. If something goes missing in his country and he wants to find it, they find it. I bet it, I bet his belt has been poisoned. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, speaking of stupid people, Melvin Gillard is facing four felony charges in two separate incidents. Uh, the mixed martial arts veteran is facing charges of felony assault and misdemeanor domestic violence in Jefferson County, Colorado, I think. Uh, Gallard was arrested April 23rd by officers from the Lakewood Police Department. Gallard's girlfriend told officers that during an argument, Gallard put his hands around her neck and strangled her because he didn't want her to be too loud and wake others in the home. It's kind of like when uh, my father used to yell at us to tell us to, to be quiet. The alleged victim said while he was choking her, she was he she was scared he might kill her. She yeah. told officers yeah. that she slapped... Oh, really? Really? You thought when he was choking you that he might kill you? Huh. She told the officers that she slapped Gallard in the face to get him to stop strangling her. 
two began arguing again, the alleged victim said, and when the volume raised, Scalard grabbed her around the neck with one arm, put it under her chin, and cut off her breathing. She said she began shaking from side to side while strangling her. So it sounds like he probably didn't like choke her, choke her so much. Like, like you kind of like him stiffen your hand and just kind of jab it in someone's throat, like really aggressive and control them. Like you would do with like a dog maybe. But I'm glad to know that her slap got him to stop at one point. So his chin still sucks. For the affidavit, when officers made contact with the alleged victim, they noticed her left eye was bruised and swollen. She told officers that the argument was about when Gallard would leave his wife to be with her. I mean, that's, I shouldn't laugh. I really shouldn't laugh. That's really horrible. But you're cheating on your wife with your girlfriend, and then you beat your girlfriend too? Like, don't you usually treat the mistress well? Is that the whole point of having a mistress? Like, you kind of spoil her because you don't have to, like, put up with her shit? Melvin Gallard, man. I don't think his story ends well. Gallard, who is 35 was in court September 10th for the domestic violence case when he was arrested for another incident, an alleged assault at a Denver bar September 3rd. Uh, TMZ was first to report that situation, including the publishing of a surveillance video that appears to show Gallard knocking someone out with a right hand. According to online records, Gallard is being held on $10,000 cash bond for four charges stemming from the bar incident, three second degree assault, and one third degree assault. He remains in custody in Jefferson County as of um this last thursday so he was arrested for beating his girlfriend while he's cheating on his wife and as he's getting arrested for that he gets rearrested for an offense or bar fight in denver right apparently and this is coming after just a couple weeks ago i remember we had a story where they were raising money to get him out of jail so he could go to a bare knuckle boxing fight mm. he's uh seems to be on the skids i'm just i'm thinking that um he might need a little help. I think he seems like he's kind of out of control. You mean like a good lawyer? Priest, lawyer, doctor, exorcist. Whatever. Anything you can find at this point, someone that's willing to put up with him who could maybe could Joe Stevenson. I don't know. <sighs> on Friday night, we have Bellator number 205. Uh, this will be live on the Paramount Network and DAZONE. Uh, main event is AJ McKee versus John Macapa. Uh, did Macapa also at one point beat up AJ's dad? <laughs> sure. Uh, that's the PFL guy I think you're thinking oh, of. But whatever. yes, AJ McKee's dad. Antonio was a fighter as well, yes. Uh, we also have John Salter versus Rafael Lovato Jr. Yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Veda. Artega versus Denise Kielholtz. Sure, yeah. You know what's funny? That pause, the cricket like chirped. I know it makes it really it, it works really well. I'm kind of I'm really enjoying the cricket to be honest because I'm always a little nervous if you know has the recording gone off that we lose something. I can just hear the cricket go. Nope, we're still good. Patricky Pitbull Frere versus Roger Huerta opens the show. Roger Huerta. I remember when I thought he had fought for eight years or whatever. Yeah, he had fought like once a month for the last yeah. four. Yeah. I mean, talk about your your career going off the rails. Then again, is it, Melvin Gillard, it weird. Melvin how... Gillard looks up and wishes he could be Roger Huerta. That's a best case scenario for him. 
MMA is so weird, though, because you look like Melvin Gallard, 35, Roger Huerta, 35. I think like Cowboy Cerrone is 35. Yeah. And like like their career tra- trajectories are so different, and they all kind of came up around roughly the same time, you know? And it's just amazing where like Cerrone is and all the wars he's been in and potential trouble he could have gotten into because he's crazy too. It's just like a different kind of crazy. He's managed to keep it together enough where he's a multimillionaire. These other guys are just fucking disasters. It's, it's interesting. They, they, Cerrone and Gallard in particular, like they both want that, that rush of adrenaline and excitement in their life. Mm. Cerrone like gets it through doing crazy things. And then he's kind of satiated. Whereas Gallard uses cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That doesn't work out well for everyone. Unless you're Conor McGregor or John Jones. I was going to say, well, John Jones in particular, that explains that he ratted out Melvin Gallard. That's why he's in jail. Uh, I feel like they've probably had words at some point in their lives. And Remember I some... John Jones? Go, John Jones going after after Tyson Griffin for no reason. That was oh weird. yeah, yeah. So, well, that's because John Jones. Uh, and I guarantee you the words he had with Melvin Gillard or something like, "Who even cares about you? You're Melvin Gillard," and he'll say it in that way where you're just like, "Yeah, he's he's telling the truth, man. He's gotcha." Um, like, my I... favorite John Jones is still when he first uh, met Daniel Cormier, and he goes, "You're a wrestler, huh? <laughs> I bet I could take you down." I mean, it's so amazing. <laughs> Like that, I think that's part of the appeal. I know it's part of the appeal of guys like Trump and John Jones is that they are truly honest. Like in a weird way, like while they obviously lie, they're also not lying. Like they just they actually think they they live in a world where they believe that the rules don't apply and that they can get away and do anything. And honestly, the world has given them no reason to think otherwise. I'm re- I don't remember this. Velvet Gallard pulls knife on fighter. I'm going down a rabbit hole here. I was going to say, like, if you're going to go down a rabbit hole of Melvin Gallard crazy, you're going to be like, wow, that's a real deep ass rabbit hole. Like, I saw, I saw, I think I passed uh, Alice twice. On Saturday, September 22nd in Sao Paulo, Brazil, we have UFC fight night number 137, Tiago Santos versus Eric Anders. I believe the original main event for the show was Glover Teixeira versus Jimmy Manoa. Glover a got... laughable main event in and of itself. <laughs> Glover gets injured. He was replaced by Tiago Santos because they wanted a Brazilian guy in the main event on the show in Brazil. Then Jimmy Manoa pulls out, and now we have Eric Anders stepping in. Anders is coming off a, a good knockout win where he kicked that guy in the head when he was down. Um yeah. And both guys are moving up to 205 because it's a short notice fight. They both typically fight at 185. So they'll probably be fat and gas early in what I'm hoping is still a five round fight just for the sheer entertainment of it. Look, if I'm going to sit here and watch this shit and I'm gonna, uh, it better be five rounds. (laughs) Also, Um, Sao Paulo, like I would say, like in Brazil. Rio de Janeiro is like their New York City. Sao Paulo mm-hmm. is like they're probably like an L.A., Chicago, Boston level city, and uh, that's an insult. Except for you know, they're gonna they're gonna turn out and watch it. Let's find out. Like largest cities of Brazil. Like that's just, you know size of prestige. Like Sao wow, Paulo. Sao Paulo is the biggest city in Brazil. 
Oh, really? 12 million people. It's wow. double the size of Rio. Wow. I, that is surprising. Well, there you go. An even bigger insult to the Brazilian people. And if there's, although I will say the Brazilian people, they tend not to get insulted easily. So I'm sure this will pass. Yeah, they, they seem to laugh things off, like yeah. being called filthy animals and stuff. For all the people talk about American nationalism, like the Brazilians, of all like the South Americans in particular, the Brazilians are hyper-nationalistic. Like, I never hear Peruvians talk about that shit, but Brazilians. And I think it may be because they have a real racist history also with slaves and stuff. And maybe, like, slavery, like, defines you as a country and gives you something like, you know, this is our national identity. Like, we're the people that enslaved other people. Then again, Mexican, sure. Mexicans are proud of their culture. No one knows what the fuck that's about. I'm not sure, but I think we have the worst co-main event ever. Worse than Jan Blakovich? Yep. What, what is it? This is a welterweight fight. Alex Oliveira versus Carlo Pedersoli Jr. Uh, that's no, second from the top. That's better than, than Jan Blakovich versus... No. Who did Jan just fight? Krylov. Yeah, no, because Charles Cowboy Oliveira has done something in life that I will remember for a long time when he had some awesome fights. So that's better than Jan Blakovich, who I, I I think might look like a smaller Sergey Hiritanov, or he could look like um, I think that's what he looks like. That's a that, that's a Carlo Petersali Jr. It sounds like he's a it sounds like he's a luchador. I'm expecting him to like come out there and defend the honor of his family's mask. He's gonna shave uh, Alex Oliveira's head after. Um, Oliveira's coming off that condit win. He had the good fight with Yancy Medeiros before that. Um, good fight. That's putting it lightly. Yeah, I he mean, did get nobody, his ass. He, nobody although, remembers it. Nobody's I gonna re- I know, but we're nobody, okay. Fine. It's one of the. It's an amazing fight. Also. Um, I agree. His name's Charles Oliveira. No, it's not. Is it? No, that's the other one. That's yeah. the skinnier. What's his first one. name? Who always gets choked out with guillotines. Uh, this is Alex. Alex Oliveira. That's right. Yeah, like we can't call him Cowboy. He lost that to Cerrone in that fight. <laughs> Cerrone won that title. <laughs> yeah. They um, really should have made that a stipulation. And they should force him to adhere to it to this day. I like when he misses weight by like six pounds and wins the fight and then like spits at his opponent and crotch chops him. I like when he does that. It's always good. Yeah, you know, Brazilians, man. I think that was Will Brooks. I think. Ill Will Brooks. Yeah, he's in PFL now. Uh, third from the top, Sam Alvey versus Little Nod. Okay, see, here's the thing that's a better fight. Yes. Said anything in Russia. <laughs> like here, I know, honest to goodness, that should be the main event. If that was the main event, I would be like, I, I get it. Little Nog's Little Nog. Sam Elvey's like, that's a fight that between two people. I go, oh, I know them. I watch that. It's sad. It's How old do you think Little, little Nog is right now? 41? 42. Damn it. How old does he look, though? Oh, um, how old was Methuselah at the end there? I don't know. Nine hundred and twelve. I don't know. Is that Bible stuff? What is that? Yeah, Methuselah's Bible. You, you've heard of Methuselah, haven't you? Yeah. Is yeah. That, is, that, is she related to Medusa? 
No, no. Methuselah is just an old person in the Bible. I think they may, may have been the oldest person. I don't know if there's. I think Adam might be the oldest person in the Bible. I don't. Know. So those people were like nine hundred years. That was before. Huh. That was back then when people aged differently. Like yeah, evolution because of evolution their diet. Is, yeah, they were yeah, all yeah. eating paleo back then. Yeah, evolution has evolved man to die quicker. Uh, at bantamweight, we've got Henan Burrell versus Andre Yule. Again, better than anything in Moscow. That's a former real champion. Will Henan Burrell make 135? No. 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 Okay. Good to know. Uh, oh, fuck me. I just thought of something. I gotta All find right. it. I mean, if you ask like that. Um, hang on. What else? You say I'm, he's I'm fighting Yule gonna... Brenner? I'm going to tell you all the other fights on this card while then I'm going to look something up. Oh. Uh, Ronda Marcos versus Marina Rodriguez. Charles Oliveira versus Christis Gaigos. Francisco Trinaldo versus Evan Dunham. Luis Henrique versus Ryan Spann. Augusto Sakai versus Chase Sherman. There's a lot of fights on this show. Then on Fight Pass, oh, geez. Sergio Moraes versus Ben Saunders. Myra Bueno Silva versus Jillian Robertson. Talis Latis versus Hector Lombard is on Fight Pass. Eliza Seleski Dos Santos versus Luigi Vendramanini. And Livia Hanato Souza versus Alex Chambers. Look, so, some of those fights, again, none of them are actually very good, but they all have names. Like, Henan Barrow is a big name. Guy sucks. The little nog, same thing. Uh, I mean, Honest goodness, Talos Leitz and Hector Lombard at one point easily would have been a main event in the UFC, especially these days. Um, I didn't think Hector Lombard was still around. I thought he'd been suspended for something. I think he was suspended for... No, he came back. Remember he had that uh, oh, yeah. fight with C.B. Dalloway? Yeah. Where he knocked right. him out after the bell. Uh, <sighs> um, so I, I forgot this part. Connor Khabib tomorrow. There's prop bets out on the presser. Have you seen these? Of course not. Good. So you're going to tell me how you would bet on these. You ready? Sure. Will Connor and Khabib have to be separated? Yes. That's minus 900, though. You have to bet 900 bucks to oh, win no. 100. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not betting on that, no. Okay. Uh, no is plus 500. Okay, here's the problem. Is defined separated. I, I'm know. not sure how these... Offshore betting sites define separated. I, I would actually take that. I, I'd, I'd put five, ten bucks on it or whatever. On <laughs> uh, no? On uh, them not being separated, yeah. Okay. Will either Connor or Khabib throw something? Yes uh, is plus 125. No is minus 165. If you include sunglasses, then Connor will throw his sunglasses, but I don't think they will throw anything major. <laughs> no chairs. Or water bottles, no. Or dollies. Connor that's, does like to throw things. True, you know when you put it like that, it's like are they referred to the dolly, the chair, the water bottle, insults, B- bottle of whiskey. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh. Oh, that's definitely coming into play because Connor was going to want to get like, and Connor McGregor was throwing his whiskey at him. And so I was get actually, that. I was trying to figure out a way to make Connor throw his whiskey at Nate instead of the Monster Energy drinks, but I don't have that kind of technology. Uh, will Connor McGregor be chewing gum? That's a weird one. Um, yes, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He'll be chewing gum. 
All right, that that's even. If you bet a hundred bucks, you win. Yeah, because he's gonna be he's gonna be all coked up. He's gonna be like occupy his his mouth and stuff. Yeah. Well, Khabib Nurmagomedov wear a papaka. That's his weird uh, hat. His fucking clown wig. Um, they can say they can call it whatever they want. It's a fucking clown wig. It's just like a clown wig that got bleached in the sun. You're uh, very culturally insensitive. His culture kills gay people. Fuck him. Like his culture, like kills them and, and then denies that they exist. Yeah, fuck off. Um, <laughs> I think he'll wear it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh wow, it, it, that's plus two sixty. Um, yeah, I think he shows up with it somehow. Okay, all right. Uh, what will Conor McGregor wear? Suit is minus five twenty five. Polo is plus two fifteen, or t shirt is plus four seventy five. Um, leather pants and a fur coat. No okay. shirt. Where's the no shirt option? That's not listed. Uh, He's going to wear a t-shirt. A t-shirt. Something that's got the name of his whiskey on it or something. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. Will Conor McGregor wear sunglasses? Yes. That's minus 800. So you'd have to bet 800 bucks to win 100. I wouldn't bet on it. I I would never take any bet that long, but he's wearing sunglasses. Yeah. Will Conor McGregor say the words proper 12? That's the name of the whiskey. Oh, yes. Yes is minus oh. five thousand. <laughs> hey, my God! Like it, honestly, it's 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 to the point where Connor might not say it just to make money on the bet. Yeah, that would be pretty good. No is plus two thousand. You bet a hundred bucks, you'd win two grand if he doesn't mention it. It's pretty good. Will Connor McGregor take a drink of his whiskey? Yes. <laughs> Will Khabib Nurmagomedov say the term tap machine? Is that a thing he says? I guess he says it about Connor. Oh, um, he, he calls might. Connor a tap machine. Okay, if he's been calling Connor that, I could see him saying that. Yeah. Will Connor McGregor say Russian mafia? Ooh, uh, odds no. are yes plus six hundred, no minus twelve hundred. Oh, um, what's a weird question then? Because like. That feels like something very specific. Like you'd be like, "Hey, let's say Russian mafia," but if they're saying like the odds are that he won't, why would you even offer that bet? Not sure. Uh, over under here. Total curse word said by Conor McGregor: ten. Over. I would say over as well. And who knows how you define a curse word anyway? Will Mystic Mac predict a knockout finish over Khabib? Yes. Will Connor reference that he's the real lightweight champion? Yes. Will Connor grab or steal Khabib's UFC title belt? No. Total questions asked to Dana White over or under five? Um, probably over. Total questions asked to Connor over or under 18? Under. <laughs> Total questions asked to Khabib over or under 10? Under. Will anyone be arrested at the Broadway viewing party? Yes. <laughs> so stupid. Absolutely. Somebody's getting, there's some drunk asshole. Yeah. Yes is plus 300. You have to bet 300 to win 100. All right. Uh, <clears throat> in stuff news, 
there, I guess this was a national story. I wasn't really paying attention. I saw it a lot around here. About uh, maybe 45 minutes from my house, maybe an hour, uh, there was a fatal shark attack for the first time in Massachusetts since 1936. Um, basically, this 26-year-old kid from um, north of Boston, a, a town called Revere, uh, was attacked in Wellfleet. Um, I, I think this shark like bit his leg off basically and he bled out on the beach. Uh, it did not sound pleasant. Uh, and this shark thing has been a big story on Cape Cod, Massachusetts, this area where I live, um, all summer long. Another guy got bit probably, I want to say like July maybe, and um, was rushed to the hospital, survive, airlifted out, that sort of shit. Uh, but this kid didn't make it and he apparently laughed it off like his aunt or something. He's like, Oh, be careful at the beach. There's sharks or whatever. And this kid's like, Oh, I'll be fine. Da, da, da. And like, I've gone swimming in the ocean a couple times this year and stuff. And I'm not that concerned about it, but um, this is a big story around here. And I, I guess even you heard about it and you're typically living under a rock. Yeah, no, it's a, uh... Uh, we, we lifted the rock up high today so I could get some uh, better reception. Look, I don't know why people go in the ocean. I'm not going okay. to the fucking ocean ever again. I'm never mm. going to do it. This is this. First of all, I, the only times I've ever really been in the ocean it was like in Florida and like the Bahamas. And the Bahamas okay. was super salty. And it was so unpleasant that I'm like, why would I ever do this ever? Yes. yes. And um, now that you know, for sharks, if there's yes. sharks up at Cape Cod, nah, fuck that. Like I like looking at the ocean. I love looking at water and stuff like that, but going yeah. in there, I, if I ever go in the ocean, I'm not going to go ever, ever above my head, probably not above my waist. Yeah. Cause no, I'm not going to get eaten by a shark. Well, here's the thing that's interesting about it. Um, like I've lived around here my whole life. This is the first time a shark's killed anyone on, on Cape since 1936. You know what I mean? It's been 80 something years. Um, so it's, very, but do, the, very do attacks rare. happen? What's that? It's the first time anybody's been killed, but do people like sharks attack Not, people? Like this, is a, like Jaws, like that movie was a big deal because that was like Nantucket. That's yeah. Again, I okay, can that see that from where I okay. live. Almost. Oh, I thought that might. I thought that might have been up there, but then I was like, no, it's yeah. got to be like San Diego. It, it was. It was filmed up here too. I, I know somebody who was an extra in it. Like it, it was, was it the it was, shark. Yes, the the fake animatronic <laughs> shark. I knew. I knew Jaws. Huh. Um, but to me, at this point, it's one of those things where it's like one in a billion chance still that you're going to get bit by a shark. Literally hundreds of thousands of people swam in the water around here. It's like winning the lottery, getting struck by lightning. It's not something I'm real worried about. You know, I would still go in the water now and not be that concerned. Um, typically, sharks don't come that close to shore where it's ever an issue. Like that's when that's why you hear about it because it doesn't happen often and it's a big deal and people get freaked out. Um, but that's just me from living here my whole thirty eight years on Earth, um, and I get that it freaks people out and scares them. But it's like it's like anything; it gets blown out of proportion, I think, and people get scared and then it'll blow over and hopefully there won't be another one because it it will drastically affect like tourism around here. Yeah. Um, our whole thing is based on people coming to the beach and swimming and uh, that sort of thing. If people are too scared to come to the beach, it's gonna it's gonna be bad for business, as they say. The odds of getting attacked by a shark are one in eleven and a half million. 
Mm. The odds of getting killed by a shark are less than one in 264 million. By the way, keep in mind there are 330 million people in the United States. And <laughs> to contrast that, though, the odds – oh, um, the odds of getting attacked or injured by a bear are one in, point two, one, one in 2.7 million. Wow. However, so... this, are, this Forbes article is entitled, What are the odds of getting bit by both a bear and a shark? On the same day. I don't know um, if they mean the same day, so I'll see. That's a shitty afternoon. Let's see. So then you ask, as a shark, or 87. You know, going time. to the beach didn't really work out. Maybe we should go camping instead. Fuck. I, oh, look, as, as a man who wants to get eaten by a bear, that sounds awesome. Um, so, let, oh, okay. The, uh, huh? What the fuck? What's the fucking odds, people? I want to know what the fucking odds are. Yes, don't tell me that. Yeah, I know there's all this fucking bullshit where you gotta like, explain your math or whatever. Like, I don't want you to tell me your math. What? This is a grade school. I don't need you to show me your work. Just give me the fucking number. I don't care how many quadrillion it is to get it also attacked by a snake or something. Uh, the other issue, the the theory, the, there's shark sightings around here people see them more often but usually it's out you're out on a boat and you'll see a fin or whatever and really yeah sharks aren't gonna mess with with a my my father-in-law saw one like within the last two weeks Um, i would freak the fuck out even if i was on a boat i would be convinced that that shark would just ram the boat and that it could eat the boat it's a yeah you've what you've seen jaws you know what i mean like you're out of touch with reality which is fine but i hear that the, a lot the, the theory is there's more seals around here because I, I guess seals like i don't know how long ago or when the law was changed or whatever but there's a federal law that says you can't hunt seals they're a protected species you can't hunt them and i guess back in the day people would do whatever with seals i don't know club them. You, you club them yeah but i don't know what you use them for if you eat them or you use them for like fuel like they would use whale like whaling was a thing around yeah. here a couple hundred years ago and you would like light your lamps with the fat from the whale but can you imagine like that was only 200 years ago you would have, like kill whales so you could have light at night like we are well, spoiled i think mean, i think they think that's yes, true i mean they come for more than just the oil think, like we but... bitch when our free fucking app on our phone won't record our shit podcast like that that's our biggest dilemma in the day people had to use a whale blubber to have light holy what do you mean? shit um what do you mean sh- what do you mean shit what do you mean shit podcast oh i'm sorry (laughs) uh have you seen a whale yeah of course like like i mean like out in the wild yes holy shit really yeah so like like okay let's back up that people go there's a thing called like whale watches you go on like a ferry basically a big ass boat and you can uh-huh. go see whales. But I've also been out on like a small, like 21, 22 foot boat and seen whales also. Have you, I don't, I don't know how big boats are. Um, have you seen a dolphin? No, but I, I know people who have, yeah, seen so schools like, of dolphins, yeah. I, I know that, I know that, I know how this sounds, but people, look, those animals, like those fish really exist. Like yeah. near like people, like they're not like I always assume like whales are like out in the middle of the ocean, afar. Mm. Like you wouldn't be like see them from 
you know, it would be, wouldn't, don't they need more water than we have near the shore? They, they go where the food is. Oh. You know what I mean? And that, that's the thing with the seals. There's more seals around here. They, they got to be on land. They're, they're not swimming out way in the, out in the ocean. So there's a shitload of sh- seals. Like I went out. Really? An, I, yes. There's an island off. Um, like if you look at Cape Cod, like the elbow of the Cape. If you, I don't know if you're pulling up a map as we speak. I hear I'm the not. keyboard. But um, like the, I guess what would that be? The south eastern tip of cape there's a a little island that juts off it used to be connected to the cape but the tides and whatever currents or whatever global warming no it comes and goes but whatever Really? Uh, yes sometimes there's a breach there's a breach in the sand they used to there's a lighthouse out there there's houses and stuff anyway there's a shitload of seals on that island like i was out there this summer and there were dead seals floating around in the water with like teeth marks in them like, really? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. It it, it was creepy. Are, are are seals for you guys kind of like what I mentioned, like geese are for me, where they're just no. like fucking everywhere and everybody hates them? They're not really. No, you have to like kind of venture out. They're oh. they're not around like people that much. You kind of got to go out and look for them. Um, Is it intimidating to see like a whole bunch of seals? You get like freaked out that they're going to attack you? No, because I'm on a boat. I'm not on land going up to them and they're on the shore. You see them on the shore just kind of like laying in the sun. Um, But I, I wouldn't be in a real rush to go swimming around a bunch of seals with the idea a shark would be around the corner. What is, you know. Can seals like attack you? I don't know. I don't really know. If, I mean, I'm trying to think of seals. Like, I guess I've seen them at the at the aquarium. Yeah, you I wasn't have, really impressed. You might have seen otters too. They're, seals are pretty big. They're yeah. they're a few hundred pounds, anyways. They're just big bone. They're pretty thick. Are they thick tots? Tots is a thing I think they say. <laughs> I don't know what thick tots means. T H O T. I think it's like a a black Instagram big ass or something like that. Huh. I feel like I should be up on that. But I, I know. I was a little surprised. I expect yeah, as as the resident black man on the show. I thought you'd know this though. <laughs> I I don't know about thoughts. Um, anyway, so yeah, that that was the, the big news in the, in my my neck of the woods. Uh, in Arizona, the big news was a man was accused of pretending to have Down syndrome and hired caregivers to bathe him and change his diapers, police said. Paul Anthony Machaca, 31, of Gilbert, Arizona, was arrested on September 6th on fraud and sexual abuse charges. The Gilbert Police Department said Machaca posed as a woman named Amy on a caregiver job site called CareLinks, saying she needed assistance with her adult son. Three caregivers, all women, were hired to care for Machaca various points over the summer with the first woman saying she bathed and assisted him 30 times. Sergeant Daryl Kruger, a spokesperson for the Gilbert police department told the Washington post, Menchaca asked the caregivers to meet him at restaurants to change his dirty diapers in the public bathrooms. <laughs> All three Jeez. women said Menchaca became aroused during the baths. The caregiver said Amy texted them telling them to punish Menchaca for his soiled diaper. Okay. First of all, um, Okay, he gets aroused during this, and that's the crime. But the one lady says she did it like 30 times or whatever. Like, okay, like, it's weird. It's creepy. I guess, the, like, 
I understand where like you could find an offense like to arrest somebody for this, but this seems more like somebody's just arresting him because that's a way to get him in the system and get him some real help. I hope. The first caregiver became suspicious and followed Menchaca home earlier this month and met his parents. She discovered Menchaca did not have Down syndrome and did not require diaper changes. The man's That's parents... an awkward conversation with his mom. So is your son retarded? No. So he doesn't need me to be changing his diapers for him? I'm he sorry, wears who diapers? You? Who are you again? Like man... I mentioned, imagine, imagine it's a Jamaican. I imagine they're black women. Like, use Jamaican, because, like, that's what I see in nursing homes. It's always Jamaican ladies. Do you go and in nursing homes a lot? My grandma. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have been in a nursing home, plus free sex. And, uh, yeah, so just a Jamaican lady shows up in this lily white neighbor, knocks on the door, goes, is your son retarded, and does he shit himself a lot? <laughs> By the way, my name's, I don't know, Rihanna. Well played, well played. Because I didn't know where you were going to go there. I knew you wanted to find a name that was like we was soon was like, oh, that's kind of a black name, but you don't want to go racist. But you wanted an island name, and you found the one island name. Well done. Uh, where are we here? Uh, the band's parents told investigators Menchaca does not have Down syndrome. In a video of an initial court appearance, Menchaca said he has special needs and a low IQ level. My mom and dad both have paperwork to prove that and started to talk to and started to talk to my dad about getting me some help and getting me a counselor. And Chaka was slave to appear in court on September 17th. I don't know how that went. You're like, I, I know this gets in the news or well, gets in the news for a lot of reasons. Um, this is like, this to me is the kind of thing that like, unlike a Harvey Weinstein, this is sad. And I think this is a guy that does need help. Like, I know he's like, people want to like tar and feather him, but this isn't like your sexual assault type of guy. This is a grown man pretending to be retarded so people will change his diapers and tell him he's a bad boy. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, when you find out that, that you're, that, like, if your child, if you found out that was, was Coop one day, uh. like, 20 years from now, somebody knocks on your door says, is your son retarded? And does he like to shit himself? You have to like, that's like that moment where like, you can like see your, the light bulb not go off in your head, just like get snuffed out. And you just go, oh shit, I failed as a parent. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's him. I know. That's the thing, like, if somebody showed up and said, asked my mom that, well, she would be horrified. In no way would she be like completely blindsided. Sounds like you two have an odd relationship. I think it's just my family would expect me to fake being retarded for some reason. It okay. sounds like something I would do. Yeah, or, or just be yourself. Yeah, but shut Fuck you. Uh, one of my favorite billionaires is being sued for libel. Tesla CEO Elon Musk. By the uh, pedo guy? Yeah, he's being sued for libel and slander by the rescue diver. He called a pedo guy and child rapist. Yeah, he's, he's paying up on that one. British cave explorer Vernon Unsworth filed a lawsuit against Musk on Monday in California for defamation. Unsworth is seeking at least $75,000 in comp- compensatory damages. Easy compensatory. I know. I'm tired. I'm, I'm gassed here. I'm like five rounds deep like Eric Anders. As well as an injunction well against done. 
Musk requiring him to refrain from making further publication of the false and defamatory accusations. Uh, Elon Musk falsely accused Unsworth of being guilty of heinous crimes, Unsworth attorney said. Musk's influence and wealth cannot convert his lies into truth or protect him from accountability for his wrongdoing in a court of law. Yeah, no, he's definitely, definitely going to lose. Wait, is this filed in, in Britain? California, I think. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh, I thought, I thought Cali- for sure they thought for sure they get him in Britain. Because I thought this guy was Brit- like in Britain, you get nailed for this stuff. Uh, here it'll be tougher, but I still think this. If I'm this guy, I really think this is a pretty. Yep, you win. Like you get this one right away. I don't even know why you filed suit. Must you just write him a check, Vic? Here's your million dollars. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Also, he's got to stop doing drugs. <laughs> Musk and Unsworth have been locked in a heated back and forth for weeks after Unsworth questioned Musk's efforts to aid in the rescue of a Thai boys soccer team. Musk shot back at Unsworth on Twitter in mid-July, calling him a pedo guy, among other claims. You know what? Don't bother showing the video, Musk tweeted. We will make one of the mini sub pod going all the way to Cave 5. No problemo. Sorry, pedo guy. You really did ask for it. In the lawsuit, Unsworth legal legal team denied all the claims. Um, Musk's, this is in the paperwork, I guess, Musk's false and defamatory accusations falsely accused Mr. Unsworth of being a pedophile, a child rapist, a child sex trafficker, the husband of a 12-year-old child bride, and a liar. Really? (laughs) Okay. The husband of a 12-year-old child bride is an oddly specific insult? And I'm wondering, like, where? Also, where does this pedo guy thing come from? I don't know. Like, I'm totally with them until, like, wait, did this guy marry like an 18 year old? And suddenly you go, wait, maybe he is a pedophile, and we're all kind of supposed to look the other way and be like, no, it's totally normal, Roy Moore. Musk deleted the tweets and tweeted an apology to Unsworth a few days after. However, he resurfaced the controversy in late August, saying it was strange that Unsworth had not sued him over the comments yet. A lawyer for Unsworth had sent a letter to Musk on August 6th, asking the CEO to contact him in order to avoid a lawsuit and to correct the alleged false statements. So Musk was essentially asking for it. Like he was trolling the guy because maybe Musk thinks this is true and he's safe. And he's like, essentially saying, if what I said isn't true, why didn't the guy sue me? And now the guy is. I really want to like keep harping on the fact that Musk seems out of control and dangerous and all this stuff. But I'm thinking somebody learned the lessons of Trump. Maybe. Would you base that on like the Joe Rogan thing? The Joe Rogan thing, the fact that Elon Musk seems to have a lot of money and a lot of fame. And I've never really heard of anything he's done. And despite everything he's doing, it seems like he keeps making money and getting stuff. Like I'm seeing positive news about SpaceX or whatever. Like they're going to announce some Japanese dudes can be the first guy to fly around the moon or some shit. And uh, I don't know. I want to say that this backfires, that this is like we're watching a man collapse in front of us and that this isn't good behavior. But I don't know. Donald Trump's president, man. Could be fine. This could totally fucking work out for him. He could absolutely be like, yeah, I called him pedophile. And we get to trial. The guy's got like kitty pictures everywhere. You're like, son of a bitch. Made it happen. Wait, he made all his money from PayPal, right? He was like invested in a lot. It was something PayPal and some other thing. He's not as, he's not as bad as Cuban. 
you know, Mark Cuban really, really doesn't deserve his money. Like, he sold, <laughs> like he was just pure dot com boom speculation. Sound like Bernie Sanders. Kind okay, of, well, like, like Cuban does like. <laughs> Like he was just like got out at the right time. That's so what the market will bear you, fuck. No, no. Well, I understand it, but like, like Musk and some of these other guys, like I, I never quite know exactly what they've done, and I right. suspect that it might be a little overblown because, like, I think the guys who are really that we should be worried about, not Elon Musk, whoever's like behind Google, because yeah. they're not like those guys don't make noise. They they're not big and showy, and yet. They run the. They literally run the world now. Right. Like, that's scary shit. And then this big black chick is beating the fuck out of this white chick. Holy shit! She's fucking pounding on her, and I don't like the fact that she's swinging her fist like that. Because there's only one animal that hits people like that, and I don't want to make the reference. She's also grabbing the fence a lot. Huh. Did you hear about um, JJ Reddick and his uh, cab ride, his Uber ride? I saw him in the news or something, but uh, basketball player JJ Redick uh, hosted a podcast with Orlando Magic rookie Mo Bamba this week. But if you tuned in for the first nine minutes of it, you may have mistaken it for a crime show. That's because Redick decided to share a story of a recent car ride in Brooklyn where he did a photo shoot for a men's fashion company. What began as a standard recollection of life as a celebrity in the Big Apple, however, quickly descended into a dark mystery that may or may not have included a child abduction. Does J.J. Reddick count as a celebrity, really? We both know who he is. Yeah, but, I mean, we both know who Brian is. Brian. My brother. Okay. As Reddick tells it, the story begins with the clothing company providing Reddick, his wife Chelsea, and her twin sister Kylie a ride back from an apartment where the photo shoot took place. All three put their bags into a bucket seat Escalade despite the car smelling kind of weird. And before long, Chelsea, pale as a ghost, whispers to Reddick that there's a person in the back. At that point, Reddick says he noticed a blanket, a big blanket, and then a cage or a box in the trunk of the car with clearly something underneath the blanket. After asking the driver to pull over, all three exited the vehicle. Reddick says he then saw the blanket move and ultimately had the driver check for himself. Because it's New York City, you don't know, Reddick says. I don't know what this is. Is it a python? Is it a robber? I don't know. Um, wait, those are your options? Human being or giant snake? The driver then lifted the blanket, except he did it towards the window, so we couldn't see because we were on the sidewalk. According to Reddick, as the driver walks back to his front seat, assuring his passengers there's nothing in the trunk, a head pops up. Oh. This is not funny, Reddick. Not a snake. There's a back... There's a back of a female head, blonde hair. There's a ponytail. Based on the size of the box. We don't know that's a female. We don't know that's a female. That's very sexist of him. Based on the size of the box or cage that the person is in, it's either like a very small human or a child. Isn't that what what a a child is? A small human? (laughs) I guess so. Maybe he was speaking off the cuff here. The driver then left them on the sidewalk per Reddick, who then confirmed with his sister-in-law what he saw. From there, the trio called both the car agency and the police. I was very explicit that he was harboring some sort of female Oh, shit, the big black chick who was kicking ass just got tapped out with an arm bar. What a balls. Good for you, white girl. 
all right, yeah. This is what pride must feel like. I was very explicit that he was harboring some sort of female under a blanket in a cage or a box in his trunk. Uh, Reddick says admitting that he still gets goosebumps because of how disturbing the situation was, even though it occurred less than 24 hours before he recorded his podcast on Thursday. Since then, Reddick says his wife has called the FBI tip line and opened a claim because it was a human being in the backseat of his car, definitely not a dog. In the meantime, he theorized that the driver was transporting a sister, cousin, wife, or girlfriend who needed a ride across town and just didn't want to pay for an Uber or taxi. Or well, could have been something far worse. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that uh, you said they're going, it's probably just his girlfriend didn't want to pay for the taxi. Let's call the FBI. That's what they should be involved in. I like that they said it smelled weird. First of all, I, why are they calling the FBI? Like, I know, that, I know the FBI is known for kidnappings and all this stuff, but this isn't an FBI thing. You just call the cops. Or, I don't know, Uber. Also, how hard is it going to be to find the guy? Also, you, you Ubered with them. There's a record of who drove you. The driver oh. has been suspended. Oh. Well, at least there's some justice. Um, speaking of potentially small children being abused, an 11 year old child is being protected from a 45 year old gamer who police say threatened the boy's life after losing to him in the wildly popular online video game Fortnite. This doesn't surprise me at all. With 125 million global players, Fortnite has become a cultural phenomenon and police say highly addictive and overly competitive for some including a Huntington man by the name of Michael Alaperti. He was arrested Tuesday morning after allegedly threatening to shoot a boy from a Kings Park Intermediate School after losing to him in a video game battle. I am very upset. Margarita Alaperti, who then, who added, when told her son allegedly threatened the boy, what do you mean threatening? So the 45-year-old's mom is defending him. I mean, I'm not surprised the 45-year-old man threatening people over Fortnite's uh, sole uh, representative in his life is his mother. Uh, I am so, like, I actually think I downloaded Fortnite because I heard about it. I was like, what is Fortnite? And, like, I tried to play it. Like, I think I seriously played it for, like, a minute ago. Oh, this doesn't mean, this is, this is stupid. I don't, I am, it's weird. Like, I grew up playing video games, Mm -hmm. but I have just zero interest in them. Like, something like this, like, I think it's because, like, I stopped playing video games before online gaming was a thing. So I have never done online gaming. Yeah. I've never, so the whole, like, online gaming culture, totally foreign to me. The little kids calling you a faggot or whatever like that, like, that's never happened to me. And mm-hmm. so, like, I understand how it works, and I, I, I know what happened here. This guy got beat, and what he did is he probably, like, went online, like, did a quick Google, figure out who this kid was, and be like, I know where you go to school, I'm going to kill you. You know, like, people make threats, and they, they try to, like, add a little bit to make it seem like it's real. He's never really going to do anything, but at the same time, you got you to gotta double check, because it's a 45-year-old man, so he's going to kill a little kid over a video game. Yeah, the kid's 11. So, yeah, you don't know that when you're getting your ass kicked. Yeah, also, I, how I don't know how that is that. But if you're okay, you're playing a video game, you get really, really angry, and you make a threat. It's stupid. I kind of get it. Like, I get overreacting to something. I get that a lot. But, I mean, 
you shouldn't be getting that involved in a game. Like, you shouldn't overreact to something unless you kind of, like, put a lot of time and effort into it. And if you put time and effort into a fucking video game, you still get beat by an 11-year-old. You shouldn't, like, have enough at stake to give a shit. Like, if I got beat by an 11-year-old in a video game, I'd look at it and be like, yeah, okay, yeah, you're fucking 11. Like, yeah, you should be doing better at this than I am. I wouldn't be like, how could this 11-year-old beat me? Yeah. I mean, for me, like, I stopped playing video games in high school and then started playing some stuff with my kids now. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I just, I can't imagine some dude, like my daughter's 10, like screaming at my daughter saying he's going to kill her. Like, fuck off. Um, yeah. Can you also imagine your daughter though, being such a bitch that she upset a grown man at a video game? Maybe, maybe this kid was out of line. Maybe your daughter needs to be put in her place. You know, maybe these kids are getting a little uppity. Maybe, but maybe they didn't know. It sounds to me like that kid won fair and square. I remember that this has happened to me in the past. I, I, was, uh, I was like 15 or 16 and I think it was killer. No, it was Mortal Kombat 2. And I remember playing some like 10 year old kid once. And like, he was just kind of like, I in hindsight, he's just playing the game. I thought he was being cheap or whatever. Like yeah. He was cheating or some shit like that. I remember just getting very angry, but he's a fucking punk. But I didn't, you know, threaten him. I just, my dad and I drove back and got some pizza. Finding dog poop in your yard can be incredibly frustrating, especially when you don't have a dog. Or a yard. (laughs) Frustration boiled over. She took action to make sure it doesn't happen again in Detroit. Video shows a woman walking up to someone's front door and start rubbing something on the handle. That something is dog feces. The homeowners say they didn't realize there was a problem, but neighbor Brenda Mullins is standing by what she did. The dog came and messed in my yard. I picked it up. I took it, put it on her door now. You don't want to clean it up here. You'll clean it up there. Mullen says her neighbors have been letting their dog use her yard as a toilet for a long time, and she finally snapped. The neighbors say they wish she would have talked to them first. No criminal charges have been filed at this time, though. I would say that when somebody smears dog poop on your door handle that I wish she had talked to me first is generally the response. Um. I actually understand where everybody in the story is coming from. I see getting frustrated that your neighbor's dog keeps pooping in your your yard. Like, I don't give a shit. (laughs) But I know why that would become annoying over time. And I can see getting so frustrated. You know, fuck you. I'm going to fucking put, I'm going to put this poop on your house. Yeah, fuck that'll teach. Like, I get where that comes from. Um, But I also understand, like, letting your dog shit in someone's yard. Who gives a shit? It's dog shit. It's it's just fucking crass. It's, it blends in. It's not like you're stepping. Like you, you got kids. Your kids step in it. I understand that'd be a pain in the ass. Otherwise, I don't know, let dogs shit where they want to shit. In other animal news, we haven't talked about lobsters much lately, but there's. Uh, I've been I've been wondering <laughs> why I haven't brought that up. Yeah, I thought we were a little light on lobster news. Lobster news, yeah. Uh, Holy shit, there's, Chris Cyborg is meeting members of the uh, Chargers. I guess the L.A. Chargers now. They're in pads. She's almost as big as some of these guys. Not surprised. Uh, there's a restaurant in Maine called uh, Charlotte's Legendary Lobster Pound. And she's been looking for ways to kill her crustaceans in a more humane way than tossing them into boiling water. So she's smoking out the lobsters by placing them into boxes that contain water that has been infused with marijuana smoke. Gil believes the pot-laced water will sedate the lobsters so their deaths aren't as traumatic. 
I'm feeling very traumatic that she's wasting weed on a lobster. Now, picture this, Mr. Coughlin. You um, imbibe in marijuana, I believe. Yeah. Would you feel better going into a pot of boiling water, having just uh, hit your vape pen there? Or would it really not make that much of a difference for you? Uh, if I got to go out, I'm going to go out getting high. Yeah. Um, but it would probably still it, be uncomfortable, right? You're not that yeah. comfortably numb, are you? No, it, it, I, I think getting boiled alive hurts regardless of the drugs you have. I think it would be the eyeballs is where I really start feeling it. That would be the, that'd be the, 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 the problem for me. Um, you, you would know, obviously. The whole, like, is, is there something like if you kill the lobster, poison gets secreted or something? You're supposed to eat it immediately. Cook it while it's a lot. Because technically, yeah. like, technically, like, um, evolutionarily speaking, like, lobsters are a bug, technically. Yeah, they've got, like, eight dirty lungs animal. and claws and shit. Like, back in the day, that's what they used to feed the slaves on the slave ships. Like, it was considered, like, garbage food. Now it's, like, this delicacy that's costs like 30 bucks a pound for fresh lobster meat like it's crazy you can get filet mignon for much less money than you can get lobster meat but whatever um it just seems needlessly mean yeah i mean but you're killing i mean how are you killing cows or chickens no i but like like when i see like like um halal or um what's it the jew one with the meat you know, they like they cut the cow's throat, and it's like I was in bleeds out. Kind of, yeah. Like I'm like that seems kind of cruel, but eh, God told me to do it. Fine, like it's stupid reason, but I it's a reason I've heard before. Why are you gonna kill the lobster alive? Eh, it tastes better. Like that's kind of a dick move. No, I, I, that's something about um, there's something that breaks down quickly. You gotta cook it right away. You can't like what do you do? You shoot the lobster in the head and then cook it a couple days later. You can't, there's something that it secretes or something that gets people sick. You gotta kill it like, and then cook it immediately basically. But the question always is, do the lobsters even feel real pain? What's their nervous system like? Do they even know what's going on? Do they have feeling like that? And I don't know if we'll ever really know that for sure. I mean, probably someday science will be able to say for sure one way or another, but like, I don't think um, any, I never want to kill anything. Like literally if I can avoid killing something in life, I try to. Right. But, um, I don't know. I don't, lobsters are pretty nasty looking little fuckers. And finally, because we don't have much time here, um, speaking of killing things, a Texas grandma shoots and kills a massive gator, linked to her missing miniature horse. Um, she wrote on Facebook, one shot, one big and down. She posted uh, the male gator weighed about 580 pounds. Uh, the woman's kill recently went down at her ranch in Goodrich. Uh, we think this is the gator that ate one of our miniature horses several years ago. As big as this gator was, he could have easily eaten it. Typically, the gators don't bother us, but we've been looking for this one. Not only is she a grandma, she's also the mayor of the town. Yes. She's the mayor of Livingston, Texas. Correct. I don't, I don't know why I know Livingston, but I do somehow. Uh, maybe it's because it's uh, home to the world-famous miniature horse farm. I like that she avenged the death of her miniature horse by killing the alligator. This sounds like... Um, 
like a bad story. Like somebody, you know, you hear, I don't know, like, I can't believe alligators are real. They're it, also very old dinosaur yeah. era shit, like lobsters. Yeah. It's weird that some shit lasted and like managed to get like through the ice age and the heat waves and everything else. And so many other things didn't like everything on Australia died when humans got there. Like they had those like giant ass birds and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then other stuff just manages to like kind of lurk around in the Everglades and live for millions of years. It's crazy. It's kind of sad though. Yeah. As uh, we close out the show, just to think that this, this creature an alligator has evolutionarily survived for millions of years. And yet because it ate the wrong miniature horse, it got shot and killed. There's so many pictures of this lady with a gator. There's video of her shooting it. It's really good. Anyway, we got to close the show here. Uh, I will keep you up to date on the gator story, and we'll be back next week here on halfguard.com. This is MMA and stuff. I'm Matt. That was Mike. Check us out on where everywhere, Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Uh, Keep listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye-bye. Get up, cocksuckers, it's all over. Listen, we had a rough couple of months. Fucking Katrina's cousin Maria, the other one, Puerto Rico, Houston, fucking Florida. Listen, it's been tough up to now. The earthquake in Mexico, you know, the White House, whoever the fuck is going on, but it don't matter. They want to shoot, it's time for us to fucking shoot, cocksuckers. They want to get down and dirty. Don't forget who the fuck we are. You understand me? We're the baddest motherfuckers out there. You send a message to that fucking North Korean. He's going to be sniffing my dick and sucking my asshole. That's the focus. We're going to North Korea in like a year. It's going to be an island. It's going to glow in the dark. You know why? Because we're Americans, cocksuckers. Who the fuck do you think you're dealing with? Stop with the gun control. They're selling more guns than ever the last three days. Stop with the fucking whining. Stop with the Russians on Facebook. I don't give a fuck. Worry about yourself. Keep your eyes open. And get the fuck off Snapchat and fucking Twitter, cocksucker. Stay black.